Hello and welcome to the Onside Kick Family Hour. Back again, Super Bowl hangovers aside, it's me, Ryan Van Bibber, and with me, as <laughs> always, Stephen White. Stephen, how are you today? Uh, aside from my little cough there, I'm doing great. How about you? That's, you got a Super Bowl hangover, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Super Bowl headache, at least, you know, watching that film. My goodness. Well, it was Ooh. something else, wasn't it? <laughs> Listen, you know, you come away after the game and you feel a certain way about it, but almost invariably the film makes you feel differently. It can make you feel a lot better or a lot worse, <laughs> but it, it's very rare that I've, you know, had had an impression right after get, watching the game live and then watch the the um, All-22 and not have that perception change. I mean, I'm telling you that I was already mad because, you know, I'm like, they did everything I said they would do, but they still lost. And I look on the film, I'm like, these dumbasses. <laughs> Have you, I think, has there been a worse coaching performance? In I mean, no. like, I'm not counting, no. you know, regular season games, because whatever, it's just a regular season right. game. That's fine, but. Hell no. Hell no. Listen, it's the third down play that you can't explain. Right. Mm -hmm. Anybody who wants to sell you on that bullshit about this being, quote unquote, aggressive. okay, they can say the second down play was aggressive. Yeah. And guess what? It was. If Matt Ryan doesn't get sacked right there, it might be a touchdown. Very good chance of being a touchdown to Taylor Gabriel. A long touchdown. Right. He's beat Mm -hmm. his guy and the safety was jumping on something else. Okay, cool. Now. (laughs) <laughs> getting over into the dumbass territory when you get the third down and decide to throw the ball again when you're already in field position for a field goal. Okay? You mm-hmm. lost 12 yards on first down. You you aggressive. Yay! <laughs> you lost 12 yards. <laughs> then get the dumbass up there. You run a, a, a play with your, your, your Pro Bowl running back up the middle since you haven't gotten anything on the edges in the second half, I got some numbers here I didn't even put uh, into the column. Uh, uh, after halftime, before halftime, uh, the, the, they didn't run the ball that many times. Anyway, they only ran it eight times before mm-hmm. halftime. But they didn't have a single lost yardage run in the first half. In the second half, they had one, two, uh, three, three Lost yardage running plays. Okay. Mm-hmm. All because they're trying to run wide. Line up, let them run up in between the tackles, let your fullback lead up for them. And hell, who knows? He might even break it for a first down. But you do not step back to throw the ball football again and blow the fucking game like that. That's not aggressive. <laughs> That's just dumb as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, that's just it's not fucking aggressive. Don't let nobody tell you that. Do the do the hey, if you seen how high, take you some baby powder to the barbershop next time you go. <laughs> just in case anybody in the barbershop is trying to sell you on this bullshit that it was aggressive. Put that baby powder in your hand and slap, stop them right in mid-center. It's not aggressive. It was dumb as hell to try to throw the ball on third down. And then you end up with a fucking holding call, and now you got a punt. 
Man, some dumbass tweet me today. Well, I, I love that they did it. Well, you love them being fucking losers then, because that's all they are. <laughs> oh, my God. They run the ball three times and kick a field goal. They Super Bowl champs today. Now they're losers. So love that. Uh, I just, I mean, the habit under, like, in under wraps like that. Like, I had people talk to me. He's like, man, I can't wait to see Dan Shaughnessy eat his words over Atlanta, all his Atlanta trash talk this time. Blah, 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 blah. Like, uh, that was about halftime. And like, yeah. Like, let's hold up. Now I know 25 points. <laughs> there ain't no way they're coming back from that. But just in case, let's hold up. See what happens here. Sure enough. I mean, it- Listen, everything that could go wrong did go wrong. And there were other opportunities for uh, Atlanta to win the game. Don't get me wrong. But that was the win right there that they blew. That was the win. That's it. Fuck. I don't care. Robert Alford drops a fucking gift. Okay? Mm -hmm. Everything's perfect about this play. The Falcons don't run much two-man. Decide to switch it up. And go two man under. Mm-hmm. So Tom Brady is throwing in the double coverage. It's a dumb throw. He is fool. He is throwing the ball a gift right to Robert Alfred. Yeah, and drops it, and it pops it up in the air. And he, you know, that gives uh, Edelman the opportunity to make that ridiculous catch. Then you have uh, uh, the rookie twenty two Keanu Neal, who could go and blast Edelman. After Alford tips it up in the air, and then at least, at the very least, it's an incomplete pass instead of like a 21 yard gain. But he, for some odd reason, thought he was going to reach around Edelman and intercept the ball. <laughs> now, that's a whole lot of fucking up on one play. <clears throat> and it still did not determine the game. What determined the game was this dumbass play calling after Julio Jones makes what should have been. The defining play of the Atlanta Falcons franchise mm-hmm. at this point. They would have played that shit everywhere in Atlanta forever. You walk into your local Walmart, they just keep showing the Julio <laughs> on all these big screen TVs back there. I promise you. <laughs> that was the win, the Super Bowl. <laughs> and he made it. And it was a hell of a throw by Matt Ryan. But that's an impossible fucking catch. Only about four, maybe five wide receivers alive can make that catch. And he made it. Yeah. And when I say can make it, I'm not saying would have made it. Mm -mm. They had the ability to make it. They had the size. They had the length to even be in position to, to, to make a catch like that over a defender. And then you piss it away. With the worst fucking play calling in a big situation I've ever seen in my life. And you have no excuse because your head coach is the same guy who's a defense coordinator for the Seahawks a few years back when they didn't hand the ball to Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> and that game, too, you know what I was thinking when I saw that Julio catch? That game, too, had that curse catch. Which was just, I mean, it was amazing. It was a great catch. It would have been like the David, had they won that game, that would have been like, oh, this is the, this is the catch that everybody was talking about on Monday morning. Listen, I, I, I'm getting worked up just thinking about this all over again. (laughs) Cussing and yelling all while I'm watching film. Cause, cause, cause look, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be honest with you, just selfishly, 
I want to look like a fucking genius again. <laughs> game, if they run the ball three times and kick a field goal, look, fucking <laughs> Troy Aikman on the Super Bowl broadcast said nobody said the Falcons would win this way. Nobody said that the Falcons would jump out to this league on the Super Bowl broadcast. But I did. I said all of that shit. I said Dwight Freeman was going to get a sack. He ain't had but three sacks the whole season. He gets a sack. Sure I talk sure about does. how good the linebackers are. I talk about how good, you know, <laughs> how the game field is. I'm like, I'm about to be the fucking man around here. <laughs> and they pull that shit. Which you so, also, which you also brought up to your credit. Listen, I look. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm just. I, I'm. I, I was right. Look, I'm not gonna sit up here and say I was wrong, but I was right. I was right. Everything went the same way I said it would, except these dumbasses don't run the ball three times and kick a field goal. And I literally on our podcast said, "Now look." If the game is close at the end, all bets are off. Why? Atlanta because Falcons. You can't, you can't trust Matt Ryan. I remember when he fought the ball to Alden Smith in the NFC Championship game. I remember that. I remember it. I think it was the NFC Championship game. Yeah. They were up. Atlanta was about to go up. It, it, almost the same situation. They about to go up and put the yeah. game away. And for no fucking reason, he just like, hey, here you go, Alden. And I said that before the game, and I didn't quite think they was going to end up in that particular situation. Mm-hmm. But, man, it didn't matter. The game was fucking over. They kicked the field goal. They still went by 10. To me, that's still a blowout. But, nope. No, they would have won by 11 because they were up 8. Yeah. Woo, man, listen. <laughs> listen. <laughs> it might have had me on, like, you know, the Tonight Show or something. <laughs> If I if they the won that game, because you know what it is, it was like the game last year. After the game, my 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 post blew up after the game. Yeah. After the Broncos won, way more than they did before, and so after the fact, they been like this dude picked two times in a row. Everything he said was gonna come through. <laughs> yeah, I told you what password moves. Uh 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 uh, what's his name was gonna use? Uh, uh the Vaughn Miller. White Freena was gonna yeah. use to get to get sacked. And he did it. And I'm sitting there like, yes, I'm the greatest. <laughs> Man, listen. <laughs> Dan Quinn got problems on site if I see him. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you and Roddy White. <laughs> he got Anna. He got Anna. I'm telling you, like right now, because he, all he, man, how do you do that? How do you, and I keep, look, the thing is, okay, you might get convinced some random fans who don't really know football and they just hear cliches anyway mm-hmm. that, okay, this is quote-unquote being aggressive. But if you're on that team, you know better. Mm-hmm. People who know football know better. Yeah. And when they go back and look at that and they say, oh, whoa, whoa. Like, how, if you're Dan Quinn, do you get back <laughs> the trust of your team now? Okay, the offense coordinator's gone. He's the head coach now mm-hmm. uh, for San Francisco. But Dan Quinn is still the guy that this falls on. Because like I said, I told somebody else this. Look, you, if you want to give them a pass on the second down call when they get the sack, feel free. Mm-hmm. Maybe he wasn't on the headsets right then. But if I look up 
and Matt Ryan takes a sack on second down where we should have been running the fucking ball in the first place, and we're still in field goal range, I'm getting on the headset and threatening to fire everybody if we don't <laughs> down. I'm talking the people who clean up the stadium after the game. They get fired too if y'all don't run this guy at this freaking football on third down and kick this, and kick this field goal. We the fault on this. Ryder White talking about fighting Kyle Shanahan. If I was Dan Quinn, he'd have been second in line. <laughs> Choke his ass out, take his headphones away, and say, "Run the football on third down." That's what a head coach is there for. That's what they paid the big bucks, big bucks for. And he totally failed in that situation. And they I mean, paid for it. It's just, it, and it's the most basic concept: run the ball. You've got a big lead. What do you do? You're a good team. You're a good. That's the thing. You're a good running team. You have a good running back. Oh, yeah, and they ran uh, well. Listen, and they're so good at running fullback leads. I just knew they were going to go in that game and just really, really, really get after uh, 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 the Patriots with, with with the fullback lead plays. They ain't even, they only ran one the whole game and got like four or five yards on them. Never came back to it. Only one the whole game. Man, it just it it defies logic. It defies football sense if you look at that situation and you drop back to pass on third down. It just does. It, it nothing about that makes any sense. Look, what if you what if you don't have a holding penalty? I keep telling people this. I don't give a shit if they'd have scored a touchdown on that play. It would still would have been a dumbass play because so many things could have went wrong with that play. Hell, your your quarterback already been sacked and gave up a fumble mm-hmm. before. He was just sacked the play before. Your starting right tackle is out of the game. Your starting fucking center has a broken leg, and y'all decide not to give him any help from the guards. <laughs> just, you know, don't get him started. <laughs> Boy, they made the coaching changes with the quickness, though. Says run the fucking football on third down. You cannot explain why they dropped back to throw it. Even if there's no holding call, okay. What if he? What if you throw an incomplete pass? How the fucking uh, uh, clock is stopped? Yeah. What if you throw it uh, to somebody and they're close to out of bounds? Now they knock you out of bounds. Now the clock has stopped. Absolutely nothing about. I'd have knelt that mother. Listen, I'd have knelt it three times <laughs> and kicked the field goal and told everybody who called me conservative to kiss my ass. <laughs> in, in, in the post game. Press conference. I'd have led with it. it with, the, problem, with the trophy you know, sitting right there. Y'all know how it is. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. I still. They went out of their way to lose that one. Like, they earned that loss. They really did. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, they. they, they you have to work to lose like that. You have to work to lose a 25. I don't care if it's week one, Super Bowl, whenever. You have to work to lose a 25-point lead. That takes work. It takes effort to blow a 25-point lead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, I promise you, I'm, 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 I'm very surprised that nobody brought out any allegations of point shaving. <laughs> there's literally no excuse for not running the ball on third down. 
I've thought this through so many times because I knew somebody was going to come back with something. So <laughs> I was, well, what about this and what about that? And I thought it through. And every one of those things they're going to bring up is just dumb as hell. Like, just dumb. And so I got my baby powder on me. <laughs> so it's out here. There is no logical reason to throw the football on on that third down inside in a dome with Matt Bryant, who I still wish was a Buccaneer on your team. There's Uh, there's no reason. He is as money as it comes. Yeah. And 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 I'm not so sure that if you don't run three fullback leads, that you don't get a fucking first down anyway. Yeah, I mean, I like. I think they would have. I mean, I just like it's. It's hard to imagine that they wouldn't have gotten a third down because they run it so well. They always have done such they, throughout the season. Did such a good job. They run it and they get four. They get three. They get four yards. But they they constantly set themselves up to to get a first down the way they run the ball like that. And they just they've done that all fucking season. Now look, people talk about they didn't run right. Here's the funny thing: they only ran the ball eight times in the first half. They did run it. Uh, it looks like ten times in the second half. Yeah, but they should have ran. They still should have ran away more than that. And like, it's like nobody noticed that the the outside running plays weren't working anymore. Like, how do you not figure that shit out? Because <laughs> it was obvious what at halftime New England said: we're going to bring pressure. Yeah, you know whether it's the outside linebacker or it's a safety off the edge so that if you try to run wide, we're we going to hit you right in the backfield and force you to cut back right now and get tackled. And so mm-hmm. Hightower made, made a, a, a couple of tackles for a loss. But the thing about it is, let's say you were successful in getting to the edge this time. What if they knocked the running back out of bounds? Yeah. Nothing about those plays made any freaking sense. But, hey, you can defend the first one. You can defend. It's just say, oh, well, they ran wide all game. They was just doing the same thing. You can defend and say, oh, they were just being aggressive. The third down play is what you can't defend when it comes down to it. Mm-hmm. Point shaving. Really might be point shaving. <laughs> At least that would be an, a logical excuse. <laughs> look, if somebody got paid behind those calls, then, hey, I, look, I take it back. There is logic in that. Somebody was trying to get paid, but other than that, I don't get it. <laughs> And you know what's funny? It's like, all right, you're going to hear that every time Atlanta takes the field, every time Dan Quinn comes up in a pregame show, every time somebody from the Falcons does something, all you are going to hear about is that 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 series of decision making. That's, I mean, that's they'll be colored with by that until until they win a Super Bowl. Even if they win a Super Bowl, I'm still not so sure people remember when they could have won the first one. Listen, somebody said they gave Adele the uh, grandma of the year by album of the year because it was 25 because they didn't want you to forget <laughs> that the Falcons lost a 25-point lead. <laughs> Listen, it's, it's going to be just like the Warriors. Well, you know, Trump's just doing it to make you forget that, <laughs> that the Warriors lost a 3-1 lead. Yeah. This is going to be like, look, it is going to be one of those things that people throw out around every Super Bowl, especially if a team gets a big lead. Will they pull the Falcons and lose this big lead? They're about to become like an adjective. For real. Or, or maybe even a verse time. 
Maybe even now, just pieces of language. Look, I'm not an English teacher. I'm just telling you. I'm going to live this shit down. They better, have win, better win a Super Bowl in the time that Julio Jones is there. Because I'm telling you, here's the thing about it to me. I could have still forgiven Dan Quinn if they'd have cut to the sidelines and he had Kyle Shanahan in a chokehold. <laughs> like, that to me would have proved that he wanted them to run the ball but they didn't run it, and so he was taking matters to his own hand. That didn't happen. He was very calm on the sideline, like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm good with all of this. And look, <laughs> this wouldn't be the first time somebody got choked on the sideline, a coach. So, you know, I, I'd expected a little bit more emotion if, if he wasn't in the same accord with Kyle Shanahan, and that's why I say it all starts with Dan Quinn. I, <laughs> I like Dan Quinn. I think he's done an awesome job. Oh, yeah. I turned the Falcons around, but that's one of the not one of that's the dumbest fucking call I've ever seen in a in a in a Super Bowl ever. And ever, and, ever, and that's ever. what he'll get credit for, though for you know for ever and ever. I mean, like here he has turned the Falcons around, but like, what's Dan Quinn gonna be remembered for in five years? Fucking up the Super Bowl, not running the ball. <laughs> I mean, look, like I said, he better win one. <laughs> it's the only way. It's the only you do not, way. You do not retire or get fired from your head coaching job with that over your head because that's going to be on your Wikipedia page from now on. <laughs> if, if Dan Quinn doesn't doesn't go on to win the Super Bowl eventually, that is going to hit his Wikipedia. You know, it's the, the little the little blurb at the top of the Wikipedia page to kind of get your beat. That's a, and, and he's the only head coach in NFL history to lose a 25-point lead in the Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, that was in like the second half, right? They scored another touchdown in the second half. So, literally, they had that lead in the second half. Yeah. And lost. Yeah, and I lost. mean, it was 28-3. They It was 28-3 with, what, I think about eight minutes into the third quarter. And the thing is, halfway like, through the th- you have a quarter and a half of football to play. All you have to do is play a quarter and a half with a 25 point lead, and you're done. I told uh, it, it was a, a radio station in Nashville. Um, uh huh. And I was talking to them earlier this week. I told them train monkeys could have won that game for the Falcons after Julio Jones's catch. Mm-hmm. Train could have won that game. Mm-hmm. And, and truly, you know, uh, I, I'm kind of surprised that, like, nobody has made a big deal about, like, how how bad those calls were. I'm, I'm serious now. Normally, with calls that bad, you really would be, like, looking at somebody saying, we got to make sure this is a point shaver. Really. Like, they were that bad. They really were. Yeah. And it's, people still don't don't get it. And I guess it's because we just expect the Patriots to win. Look, I said this in the piece. Let's think about this for a second. Now, okay, uh, this didn't lose the game, but like I, I talked about before, what if Robert Alfred catches that interception? It's a bad decision and a, and, and a, and a, a throw into double coverage when – Tom Brady got fooled after he's already thrown a pick six. What's, what would the narrative be about Tom Brady today had he actually hauled in that interception, had offered, 
all in that second interception of the game for him. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very, very different than it is today. So it's, it, it's just, you know, we, we so used to the Patriots winning and, and Bill Belichick and, and Tom Brady. So I yeah. think so many people didn't want to look any deeper into it. Hey, it's just the Patriots. That's what they do. But you need to look, I'm just telling you, this thing could have went way different. Tom Brady did not play his best game ever by far. But the Falcons went out of their way to lose it. They went out of their way to lose it, man. It's 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 sickening. Well, and that's how Bill Bell, you know, that's one thing that Belichick and the Patriots win because they they eat you alive when you make mistakes like that. And sure enough. Right, they they did capitalize, but once again, like I said, if Robert Alpha catches that interception, we we gonna be talking about them losing a touch instead yeah. of talking about how good they are. Yeah. But one more thing I want to hit on right fast because look, the Super Bowls. I know it's old news now, but after the game, I saw people that that were making fun of the probability charts, uh-huh. right? And so here, here's here's how crazy of a time we're living in. People are making fun of the, the win probability chart because the Falcons' win probability was close to 100 after that, 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 that catch by Julio Jones. But they didn't understand that it wasn't the win probability that was wrong. Mm-hmm. It was Dan Quinn. Like, all of the, 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 the scoring that people was having and throwing at the people for the win probability, they were telling the truth. You're supposed to win the game in this situation. You are. So all of your ire shouldn't be directed at them. It should have been directed at Dan Quinn. But I guess it's because everybody likes Dan Quinn and they were up on, you know, Belichick and, 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 and Brady. And they aren't the first team that, you know, lost the game and, and, and gave up the lead to them. And I think just narrative kind of took over and people really didn't examine it because he's largely – came out of this unscathed. You know, a lot of people were, were mad at Kyle Shanahan, which, yeah. of course, he's coordinator, but not very many people were calling out Dan Quinn, even though he kind of outranked the offensive coordinator. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's the it's the buck stops there, you know? It's just, it's like the president and the cabinet member or something like that, or vice president, whatever. I mean, it's the buck stops with the head coach. Hey. He, he, all he's all he's got to do is say no. I don't want this crafty shit. Run the fucking football. I mean, literally anything. It's just. And he's still there. It's funny because I, 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 they switched the coach. I mean, obviously the 49ers had already had a deal with Shanahan, regardless of the outcome of the Super Bowl there. But it's. I mean, like that defensive staff, man. Was it with, with within the week? They turn those guys over. <laughs> well, look, <laughs> I think I, I kind of, kind of, you know, made it known that I wasn't necessarily the biggest Brian Cox fan in the world. Anyway, I got argued down about that too. But um, we'll see. Who, I think they did hire a defensive line coach, didn't they? Didn't they hire? Um, who did they hire? Did they hire a defensive line coach? I know they. they uh, Moved up Mark one Mangle to defense coordinator, um, but I, you know, something I found out about after the game too was that Dan Quinn had taken over um, play calling from the other defense coordinator. 
the guy who got fired about uh-huh. me. So evidently they had been having issues anyway behind the scenes, but I, I didn't even remember hearing anything about that. Yeah. <clears throat> so I, uh, I don't remember. Like I like honestly, I I kind of like I I saw I knew Shannon leave. I just saw kind of the blips come across uh, last week. But I took I got home from the super, the Super Bowl stuff. And I took the rest of the week off, so I didn't and like to preserve my sanity and restore my psyche. I turned off Twitter and everything, so I didn't. I missed some of that coaching change. I just knew they they shook up the staff like that, and then they hired, which I thought was strange. They hired um, I can't pronounce his name, but the Sarkis, the the Sarkis, yeah, the the infamous. Uh, former USC coach, and then what was OC for one game with Alabama? <laughs> I lost in a, in a, in a uh, national title, title game. Yeah. Heavily favored national title game, so I don't know. <laughs> I'm not quite sure what makes him a hot property right now, but. Uh, yeah, I, it, it seems weird. Like I don't know. It, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see what how the what happens with the Falcons this season because I mean they have a young team. They still have a lot of good players there. I mean, obviously, you know what I mean. It's like I mean that's a good roster, and they're not really like they're not set up to lose a bunch of guys in free agency. I mean, a lot of those young talented guys are under contract. You know, rookie contracts going forward, so they don't have a lot of cap things to deal with. But man, you got like you can have a lot of talent, all the talent in the world. But if your coaching staff sucks, you can still you know blow a twenty-five point lead with you know a quarter and a half of football to play in the most important game of the year. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and they're opening a new stadium. Very expensive new stadium. Oh yeah, a fancy one. It looks like a electric butthole from space or something but <laughs> it's a weird looking stadium like i don't know if, like if you've seen the renditions of how the dome opens and stuff like yeah i mean like i know like i have the mentality of you know a 10 year old boy uh, so i apologize right you know to our listeners right off the bat for that i'm not trying to be inappropriate or anything but like you look look <laughs> at it look at it right. from the top view and tell me what it looks like and not tell not and not have that be the first thing that comes to mind. <laughs> it'll it'll be a good summation of their uh uh it'll be a good summation of their uh their Super Bowl performance every time they open the roof. I guess. Man, listen. <laughs> like I Really and truly, like they're getting off easy right now because it's still basketball season and people still remind yeah. you about the Warriors blowing a three and one lead in the in the finals. But once basketball is over with and we start talking about training camp, man, everything is going to be uh, you know out there, and I'm sure there's going to be a meme and all of that. Oh man, the Falcons owner came down to the sideline, thought it was over, thought it was done deal. Oh yeah. Did you see all those gifts of him? Yeah, his mood changing, dance, getting ready to dance, all kinds of stuff. Listen, he was not happy. That's all I know. He was not happy. So I'm sure we'll see plenty more of those memes floating around too. Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh, 
just wait till the season. Just wait. Just wait. Because, like, you know, we got, I mean, free agency in the draft coming up. I mean, there'll be a lot of NFL talk. We won't get into that. Uh, it won't come up a whole lot just yet. But it will, um, it will, uh, when that, when the season starts, because, you know, they'll, they'll probably get a primetime game early in the season. First week one, I wouldn't be surprised. That's yep. usually the way it works. <laughs> <laughs> because you know what like surely at some point this offseason people are going to come around to seeing that this is just ridiculous like like I said right now Dan Quinn is still kind of you know skating yeah. on this yeah. by the time August rolls around I think we're going to come to the consensus that that was like the worst performance in a big moment by a head coach ever Easily. in a two- and then, you know, we're going to see what, how he operates under that kind of a spotlight because it's way different when you when you fail spectacularly like that, you know. Yeah. If you just lose, like Ron Clara <laughs> had a terrible season this year, right? Yeah. But I, I don't think anybody looked at that loss last year and thought that he was incompetent. Right, right. Right, you know what I'm saying, and, and you know, like Shula, were, maybe, but not Ron Rivera. Right, right, right. Not the head coach. Most of the things that they did made sense. Yeah, at least. Um, but yeah, uh, you don't really have that same luxury here. <laughs> with that. So I'm, you know, and, and look, I hope he, I hope he makes it through because I do think he's a good coach. Oh yeah, but yeah. It, that glare is way different when 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 you lost that way. It's kind of like, you know, like when my, my, my former defensive line coach, Rod Marinelli, went went and coached with Detroit. We all knew when you lose 17, all, all, all 16 games, they can't keep you. Oh, yeah. They can the world of you. You might have a bunch of good reasons why your record was that. Yeah. But they just can't keep you. Yeah. Right? And they're just going to look at you funny, and that's going to follow him forever. He's doing a great job as a defense coordinator now and did after that um, in Chicago and Dallas. But that's going to follow him forever. This is going to follow Dan Quinn forever, especially if he never wins another Super Bowl. Oh, look, look at um, uh, who was the head coach of the Raiders when they got blown out by the Bucks like that? Um, well, it was Callahan because he had taken Callahan. over for Gruden. Right. Right, Callahan. And then, you know, Callahan got them to the Super Bowl. So yeah. at that point, people were pretty much pretty high on, on Callahan. You think he'll ever be looked at like that again? <laughs> hey, he's an OL coach. That's, like, that's, let's it. Go back, that's his ceiling Let's go back now. and revise history on this. Let's go back and revise history on this. <laughs> okay. Okay. Doug Gruden leaves, and then his successor gets the Raiders – to where John Gruden couldn't get them. Yeah. Well, if they win that game, Bill Callahan looks now like he was the secret to John Gruden's success the whole time. Yeah. But that ain't the way it went. And it went that other way, and now Bill Callahan going to be an offensive line coach for the rest of his life if anybody I have them. <laughs> yeah. You ain't going to get very many more head coaches. I know, I think he got one on the college level after that, but yeah. Yeah, Nebraska. He went to Nebraska for a little right. while. But look, I'm telling you, Dan Quinn, he better, Dan Quinn better coach his ass <laughs> off next year. Because you know what, though? It's not, it, like, it's, it is not easy to get to a Super Bowl, period. It is not. Much less to do it twice. 
But I'm just telling you, you cannot <laughs> flame out like that. No. <laughs> you can't flame out like that when you were the better team and when you jumped out to the lead like that. You beat, you took down the gunslinger before that. You took down Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Right? And handily. Handily. People probably would have been looking at you funny if, if you couldn't get past them, but you got past them. You got past the best, Aaron Rodgers. You got Tom Brady. You know, like I said, th- this is the dividing line. If you just do what's in the coaching handbook right there, running three times to kick a field goal, I mean, you are now you are like immortal. Your second year as a head coach, you lead a team to the Super Bowl and beat the team everybody thought would win and, and the coach that everybody knows is going in the Hall of Fame, and so is the, the, the quarterback. But you didn't do that. No. <laughs> that fine line between genius and idiot. <laughs> it really is a pretty fine line. <laughs> Look, I, oh, I, man. All day, every day, so I know it well. <laughs> In the the biggest the biggest game of the year, everybody. It's the only. It's like it's the football game my grandma watches. I mean, you know what I mean. It's like that's the football game that like my mom asked me about. After like, what did it happen in that? Why did they? What was that guy thinking? Oh, you mean Dan Quinn, mom? Yeah, yeah. I can't believe that. I don't even watch football. <laughs> Look, and 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 it's one of the most polarized Super Bowls ever, too. Oh like, yeah. Sounds like that too. You nobody's gonna remember. Nobody's gonna forget this Super Bowl for a long time. I'll put it that way. And they definitely won't forget the outcome and how it went down. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> We've had Super Bowls that weren't that memorable. This one. <laughs> well, you know what's funny is that it was so bad. Like so, Richard Johnson, who's. A, one of our college football writers, but you know, with the Super Bowl, everybody everybody kicks in a bunch of stuff. But so he wrote this thing about like found like all these Reddit threads and stuff where people just were they were they're just they're, they know it was a conspiracy. So like he just did a quick post on that, and I swear to God, that fucking thing blew up because everybody just is like it had to be a conspiracy. Nobody can lose that bad, can they? <laughs> If only it were that easy that you could blame it on a conspiracy. <laughs> At listen, least it wouldn't be quite as embarrassing. <laughs> no, listen, if you wrote this in a movie script, they'll reject the hell out of this shit. Like they would, they'd be like, okay, I know this is this is a movie that's supposed to be the Patriots, the heroes and stuff, but this is just too fucking unbelievable. No, nobody's gonna believe this. Oh, but wait. Listen. No, there somebody like Somebody is optioned a script for this Super Bowl. I shit right. it's you gonna not. Get rejected. I pro- look, I promise it's going to get rejected. They're going to be like, the-, the only reason why they might actually accept it is because we know it's believable because it actually happened. But before this, I mean, that, that's yeah. like the last Boy Scout type bullshit yeah. right there. Yeah. For real, this is like, like you, you're more likely to have a dude, a running back, running out on the field with a gun shooting people <laughs> than to have this end of a Super Bowl. But it happened. I mean, any given Sunday literally made more sense than what happened at the end of that game. <laughs> For real. <laughs> North Dallas 40, hey, I've seen people get hurt all the time. Oh, yeah. Okay? So I can't think of a football movie 
that's not more realistic than what happened to the Falcons <laughs> or what they did to themselves, however you want to put it. <laughs> the, the one with the, oh, God, what was the one I was starting to think of it this morning we came up in a conversation? I couldn't think of the name. Unnecessary Roughness. With the horned frogs or whatever. And horny toads. Mm. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. We are not we're not gonna not gonna forget that Super Bowl anytime soon. And we will have plenty of opportunities to relive it throughout the offseason and into the next season, into the next season, and pretty much anytime Dan Quinn or the Atlanta Falcons are uh are on the national broadcast. <laughs> Man. What what if he ends up like being uh, uh, in the booth after after he ends his coaching career? Oh God! Without winning the Super Bowl, how many times will that come up? On every week, every week. I can you imagine him on the set and in, in like those on those pregame shows with some of those clowns, man. Oh shit! <laughs> and he's the nicest. He's like like he is like of all the coaches. I mean, I'm not like you know, I've done this for a long, long time. But like out of all the coaches I've ever talked to. Easily one of the most approachable people there are. That's the only thing that's helping him right now. <laughs> and good for him. Like I'm, I'm happy for him that people have that much respect for him. I got a lot of respect for him, too. Oh, yeah. It, I, it pained me to have to write that, uh, that column. Oh, yeah. But it, but it was the truth. Like, look, you ain't going to have my head hurting watching your film and think I ain't going to take it out on you <laughs> in my column. That just ain't how this going to work. <laughs> You got me scrunching up my face and, and stretching my facial muscles. You gonna pay for it? <laughs> well, at least at least the Super Bowl has provided a lot of you know. If sports are a distraction, what a nice distraction to have right now! A Super Bowl right. to laugh at and clown on a little bit. <laughs> for real. <laughs> Oh, you know, it's funny because like last week, like, all right, so last week is the Super Bowl and you get the Super Bowl hangover and everybody's kind of out of it for a little bit. And like this week, it just seems like this is the NFL for you. But like we're on like it's we're on to Cincinnati all of a sudden. (laughs) And like, I mean, like players are like Ryan Claddy got cut yesterday or saying that he will get cut. I guess they have to designate it a certain day. You got Brandon Albert getting cut today. Tony Romo came out and said he expects to be released um, in the offseason, which, you know, not a huge surprise, but it's like, God damn, it's rolling on. Franchise tag window is open right now. It's uh, going to be busy. It's fixing to get pretty busy again here. Yeah, there's no offseason. Yeah. Especially not for us. So, well, fortunately for uh, the Atlanta I, Falcons, then people can talk. We can all talk about free agents and Tony Romo for a oh, little while. Oh no, no, no! As soon as, <laughs> as soon as they get on the board during the draft, what do you think they're going to talk about? <laughs> now, this is a team that flamed out spectacularly on the biggest stage. <laughs> no, this is. <laughs> They just better be glad that they don't have a high they don't have a high pick, do they? I don't think they have a high pick. 
they might want to stay down wherever they are right now. And try to not try to train them because <laughs> you know it's late, those those later picks come late at night. People ain't really paying attention anymore. <laughs> Maybe at number thirty one, I would recommend. Oh, I don't know. Let's see, a new playbook. I don't know. Maybe no. right. You're just, uh, you're just throwing dark football at that point. <laughs> so, okay. But if you you try to jump up there to the top ten, guess what? Everybody going to be talking about. <laughs> And they might want to just, you know, stay under the radar the rest of the whole season. It's so funny, too, because, like, that Julio cat, like, I can't, like, I still, like, you see a gif or a clip of that Julio cat. It's just like, holy shit, he is so, I mean, hands down for me, and this is a qualitative thing, I know, but, like, hands down for me, best receiver in the NFL today. But, like, yeah. what's the catch everyone ends up talking about because of the way the game turns out? Edelman catch. Which was not, you know, nothing to sneeze at. I'm not amazing catch, amazing yeah. catch. I, I look, I was about ready to bet the farm before I saw the replay that he didn't catch that. I was like, "There's no way, yeah. no fucking way that he got his what the hell? What man? Yeah. He caught that. I was like, "What? You yeah, can't, you can't." I, I couldn't believe. My, I thought my eyes was lying to me. You know what like, surprised man, nah. me the most about that is like the refs didn't. They like they caught How did that. They see it? <laughs> They called it right away. Right. Like, he he probably was, like, wanting to say, oh, shit, before he said, good catch. Because I know if he actually saw that catch, that's what he was thinking. Oh, shit. There's no – look, I, I, I the announcer sounded like they thought the replay was going to show that he didn't catch it, too. And they were surprised. But, I mean, it was an incredible catch. Never should have been made. Either you intercept the ball or knock it down, or Keanu Neal is supposed to take Edelman's ribs home with him on that play. But they didn't do those things, and so he ends up with the 21-yard catch to help him set up, you know, I think that was the game time touchdown. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. Can't remember which drive is which at this point. <laughs> it all kind of runs together. <laughs> it all runs together when <laughs> it's the Falcons' drives that re- you remember the most. <laughs> Man, <laughs> I won't forget that one. I can promise you. And look, man, they had a chance. They still had a chance to win. Uh, the 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 Patriots grabbed the tight end, eight to one. Oh yeah, uh, they grabbed them, and, and they don't get you know the Falcons don't get the call after all them calls. The Patriots got on one drive, holding call, holding call, holding call. They didn't get that one when they needed it, but it shouldn't have came to that. Mm-hmm. I can't even look. Look, I'm gonna be yelling about them calls, them three play calls for probably the rest of my life. I'm gonna be that old dude, you know, on the porch in a rocking chair. <laughs> and, man, I should have ran the ball three times and kicked the field goal. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's hunting me like I actually am a fan, but I'm just I'm a fan of good football, and I hate that shit. <laughs> Oh my God! Well, I, what else? What else is going on? I guess the Albert news is the big news today. It's gonna—it's kind of an interesting year for offensive tackles in free agency. Maybe the Falcons could find a new right tackle. It's—it's <laughs> it's hard to think about free agents though when you got all that. Bad, those bad Super Bowl memories floating around in your head. I mean, how like how do you cleanse your palate until until the NFL just kind of forces you to because it's you know like Romo season or whatever going on here. 
Listen, if I was a Falcon fan right now, I'd be watching cricket and you know soccer and um, motocross and everything. I think NASCAR but season's coming. I take look, unless it's like ESPN fifteen, and I take all the ESPNs off my TV, all of that. You know, I'm getting uh, Fox Sports thirteen or something like that. Fox Sports one, no, I don't know. I just need them ones. It's like one o'clock in the morning. You know, they show on like beach volleyball or something like that. I think NFL Network's shown that Super Bowl. I know I saw it three more times just on with having NFL Network on in the background. <laughs> in like the 48 hours after the game. I wouldn't have a channel that had an N, an F, and an L in the name. Uh-uh, I'm taking all that off. I'm calling up DirecTV or whoever and say, look, nope, you got to go. I got Frontier, so, you know, there's no halfway work anyway. But if I was a Falcon fan, I'd make sure that I wasn't going to see nothing about anything having to do with a foot and a ball unless it's soccer. <laughs> I might Soccer might even be too close. I might have to go to rugby. I don't know. Well, at least they can't pass it in soccer. Yeah, but they call it football. That would be triggering. That's, <laughs> That's the true. word they use these days, triggering. Yeah, that Flashback. would be triggering just to get them call it football on, you know, Univision or something. No, <laughs> absolutely not. Oh, uh, Maybe, I, I guess if I were, maybe the Falcons, I would recommend they watch the Warriors. That seems to be the most thematically appropriate team to be watching right now. Yeah, no, look, no. Don't do that to yourself. Okay. <laughs> This is all the distractors from the fact that the Warriors lost a three to one lead last year. I don't think you want to set yourself up for that kind of. <laughs> I'm just saying, LeBron James still exists. So, don't do it to yourself. Do not do it to yourself. Don't do it with baseball either. I know, look, I know the Cubs was a feel good story first time, and you know whatever. Don't do it to yourself. Do not do it to yourself. It ain't gonna work out well for you. You know what's kind of an um like an interesting part of all like this year's Super Bowl and the fallout from it is that like, there's no reason that Tom Brady's going to keep playing and there's no reason that like, why wouldn't he? Right. But if he, if they catch that interception, then we'd be talking about it a little different. Well, yeah, that's true. (laughs) Retire. You got to retire. Like seriously, people would, I know for a fact, if he, if he throws that last interception and that ends the game, Skip Bayless wouldn't been he couldn't have waited to say oh, no. he needs to retire and walk away oh, from yeah. the game. He's you know, not elite. Uh, somebody like that. You he know, he's not elite anymore. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, PFT commenter would have dropped him like a <laughs> bad habit. No grit. <laughs> Too focused on his uh, his diet lifestyle brands, not the game. <laughs> Fake news. Or something like that. <laughs> oh man! All right, all right, all right, all right. I, I I think I've had my fill of Super Bowl for a little bit here. <laughs> Let's talk. We talked a little bit about this before the show, and I just bring it up because it's kind of like it's sort of like the the shoes starting to drop in free agency here. But I was a little surprised, I guess, to see the the Dolphins drop Brandon Albert. I mean. I know he struggled with his to stay on the field uh, with his health lately, but it seems like you know uh, that offensive line was really sort of an underrated part of like a much better Dolphins team last year. 
It was. And and to me, you know, the weird thing, we actually talked about this several times um, amongst us, you know, our mm-hmm. staff, was that uh, how different the Dolphins were when they finally got their starting offensive line intact yeah. later on in the season. And, you know, different guys would be out with different injuries and stuff. But it was a huge difference when when, when they didn't have the full offensive line when they did. And that would kind of seem like the argument for keeping that line intact to me, especially with how well they played at the end. But maybe they just feel like he's making too much money or something. Or maybe I think he was one of those guys that, that did have a few injuries. <clears throat> maybe they just feel like they can't count on, on him at this age. But mm-hmm. I thought um, they definitely played a lot better when he and all the rest of the starters were in there. And, and they looked pretty fearsome uh, during that, that one period. They were really rolling. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Well, so this will be this will Tunsil will move over now, which uh, I mean, you know, he wasn't great in his shot at left tackle last season, but he was a rookie too. Right. To me, he looked much more comfortable inside. I don't know if he just got used to, you know, sitting inside or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he was going to have some issues. Um, at left tackle, whether he started there all season or not, um, you just go through that and you learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I guess they feel like he's ready. He's definitely the athlete, uh, a good enough athlete to do it. Um, that was never in question. It's just a matter of can he get the technique right? Mm-hmm. Um, good enough. Uh, you look at uh, um, the guy like Flowers in New York for the Giants, another athletic guy who, who's the uh, technique. Mm-hmm. was an issue coming out and he's he's not been able to overcome that he's still mm-hmm. having a whole lot of technique problems and so is uh greg robinson with the Rams. you know i, yeah. I thought maybe this would be the year that, that, that robinson got over but he hasn't either so all eyes would be on top so again if anybody can do it i'm pretty sure he can because he's very athletic it's just yeah. a matter of you know do you trust it to happen after you've seen Recent recent scenarios where guys who were very athletic and big and strong, like Flowers and, and Robinson, aren't really you know turning out as a finished product just yet. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, that like it's you know, and I guess is Matt Khalil like I just like the last the last few years of high draft tackles drafted highly. It's just like it's like, yeah, Khalil's gonna be a free. It's just like that. It's just like littered with failed high draft picks at the offensive tackle position. Yeah, uh, you know, it's become a little, a lot more of a crapshoot in large part because of these offenses that they run. Yeah, in college, you know, you just when you got a guy like Tunsil who might, who might literally have a one-on-one pass block. Four times a game, mm-hmm. like literally, I'm not exaggerating. He might he might go through a whole game and face a pass rusher one on one four times, and that's how their offense runs. Mm-hmm. And so now you get in the game and you got to you know one on one pass by somebody twenty times, and this Von Miller is you know a little back or somebody like that, then it's a whole nother deal. You know, good luck. <laughs> good luck. So obviously, he's on the the left side, so he he'll see guys more like uh, uh, 
you know, Tamba Ali or something like that, but uh, there's still plenty of good um, pass rushers coming from the right side, too. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see. Um, there's no, you know, like I said, he, he's definitely athletic enough to do it. He could be dominant if he, he, if he had the technique down. But at this point, since I've been doing this for a few years now, the body weight talent, I, I got to see it first. Yeah. Before I believe it. I got, you know what I haven't, like, like free, I, I've, like free agency something, you know, you kind of are up to speed on because, like, it, it gets talked about quite a bit throughout the season, you know. I mean, this guy's going to be a free agent, blah, 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 that sort of stuff. But, like, you know what I, I, I have to catch up on is draft talk because I am, like, and I don't pretend to be a part and parcel member of draft Twitter or anything. So I don't really, have to, <laughs> I don't have to get in there and tell you who's going to have the best kick step or not. But I, um, like, I really like outside of like Deshaun Watson <laughs> or Chad Kelly, who's come up recently. I haven't had a, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to take a crash course on 2017 NFL draft here. You and me both. <laughs> you and me both. You know, you get so in, in, engrossed in the NFL, it's just hard to keep up with. It the is too. I know some names. I know some guys who I actually caught my eye last year when I was evaluating something else. Of course, the Alabama guys and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But you know, I, I'm watching draft Twitter some days, and I'm you know I'm just now about to start diving in, and I'm like, who, who, what? Huh? <laughs> what? I mean, there's like a uh, like a small school wide receiver that's real good, and you know some guys like that, smaller school defensive end, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna listen to y'all right now. I don't really have anything to add to the conversation. I I, I need those big broad categories for draft, and not like big broad like sneaky athletic kind of categories. I'm talking about like. Like Spencer and Jason, like our college football editor, Jason Kirk, always talk about it's like you what you want to look for in a wide receiver is who are these guys at the mid majors, not like the SEC type schools, but like that are producing thousand yard seasons once or twice. Like those are those are always gonna be your guys. Like pay attention to those guys. Those are always gonna be the guys that like everyone's gonna be like, Hey, where the hell did he come from? And like, oh well, he's from, you know, wide receiver university in Massachusetts or someplace like that. You know? <laughs> right. Right. So I have to, I always have to kind of like start there. I'm going to start there this season and, and go further. But yeah, like they came, like somebody was like, Oh, Hey, let's start brainstorming draft ideas. And my draft idea was like, uh, <laughs> uh I'm going to look at a mock draft and then I will get back to you. <laughs> because that's how well prepared I am right now. But it's okay. We got plenty of time. The draft is coming up, but it's not, you know, it's not happening. So what do we got? March, it's at the end of April this year, not in May. So we got, you know, a little bit of February, all of March and most of April to go. So we got time and we'll get into it plenty more between now and then. I'm still waiting for the big Tom Savage breakout. So... (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, like, uh, the funny thing is you always feel like you got enough time, and then all of a sudden it kind of creeps up on you real fast. It sure does. 
It's like shit. the draft does me does me like that every year. Last week, I'm hurrying, trying to rush and get through, you know, just a couple more <laughs> profiles before the draft actually comes. So, yeah, it's it is, and, and it, I don't know. Like, and then we always do the tracker and stuff. So, like, I was like, I was thinking about that the other day because, like, we had to get like you know, like a skeleton sort of outline of draft coverage plans, like to sales to see if they can go, like, you know, like sell sponsorships and or whatever around it. But like, so we were talking about the app that we use to track the draft results and stuff like that every year. And I was just thinking about that, like keeping that updated in real time on Saturday, the last day of the draft. And it's all like spread. I mean, it's really easy, but like, it's, well, no, that's, that's, that misrepresents what I was going to say. It is not really easy because it's all spreadsheets and the picks come like every three minutes. And you're, right. you're in guys. You're like, I don't know how to spell this guy's name. I don't know where the fuck this school is they're talking about. <laughs> I, guess I, I actually got a headache thinking about updating the day three draft spreadsheets the other day. The power of thought. When you said it was easy, like I looked at the phone like, did he really just say it? <laughs> I'm so glad you came back and corrected yourself. I was like, okay. It is the opposite of easy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, balling. That's easy. <laughs> My hat's off to you, buddy. The opposite of easy. Whatever the opposite of easy is. It's a, it's throwing the ball when you got a 25-point lead and a quarter and a half of football left to go. <laughs> Man. Just to bring it full circle. Yeah, exactly. Ah, uh, Steven, um, good show. And uh, I suspect next week we'll have some franchise tag and free agent stuff to talk about so that'll be a good time it's always a good time it is it is indeed and you know what because maybe by this time next week um march 1st is when the window for franchise tags close but maybe within that time we'll get to talk about i know if this doesn't get twitter hop and nothing will kirk cousins you like that? Do you like that? Do you like that? <laughs> All right, man. Uh, good show. We'll get this bad boy up on the web and uh, send it out to Falcons fans with a dozen black roses. It's a, a little late Valentine's Day present. Sounds like fun. <laughs> All right, Stephen, uh, have a great day. Take care of yourself, and we'll uh, reconvene for the family hour next week. Sounds like a plan.